0: Hi, welcome to the Ed Solly used to be audio show. Now we've gone full video, and I am excited to sit down with my next two guests. We've got Kelvin King running for Senate in Georgia. And what's making me most nervous, because she is a pro at this, <laughs> is his wife Janelle King, who's done this for a living. So probably going to put all of us to shame. No offense, <laughs> oh, Kelvin. No. Not not as nervous <laughs> to, oh, no, to talk no. to talk to you on this as now, she's as a I pro. But Janelle. we're going to have a good time today. Yep. Oh, no, so good. so Kelvin's been involved in the Georgia Senate race, which is coming down to an end. Mm-hmm. I know there's a lot been a lot of uh, hard work that's gone into it. You've come and spoken here at the Republican Women. Several times now, uh, big fan favorite. Your big crowd favorite always turns a good crowd whenever whenever Kelvin and Janelle make it. Uh, you guys are probably the best duo out there. Where <laughs> I haven't so. I haven't seen anyone else. <laughs> he took my words. Yes. I, well, so last time you were here, uh, one of the most common things we said after was. Well, if Calvin wins this seat, Janelle goes for the next one. <laughs> we got two senators in Georgia, and they can both be kings. I can be okay with that. I could I could live with that I, as a power team.
1: I, I tell you, I boy. think I think I remember you saying, "What's better than What's better than one king, too? That's and true. I was right. like, I thought that was cute. I said that a few times. That is exactly. Yep, yeah, that, right. that was me. I,
0: I'm glad you I remember like that. I like that one. So, so I want to talk a little bit about some of the things that you're running on. Sure. Uh, so, one of your top choices, one of your top items is. Critical race theory. Yeah, so for sure. So here in Forsyth, that's been a hot topic. And I'm sure you know what's happened with schools is outside of critical race theory, they've changed the vernacular. Mm-hmm. They've changed the terming. They've kind of scrubbed it. CRT is hard to find now. Mm-hmm. But but they're putting it in, in the same system in a different wording. Mm-hmm. So tell us what's, what's got you involved in that.
2: Well, I mean, uh, critical race theory, it, it, it evolved. It came from... Uh, a Marxist approach. Uh, it came out of the Frankfurt School in Germany. Uh, Karl Marx. It it teaches division. Uh, it it teaches how organizations or institutions or even countries uh, are are set up in a way that's a us versus them, an oppressed versus an oppressor uh, foundation. And you know, it could be critical race theory, a critical religious theory, a critical class theory, critical legal theory, but. Critical race theory is what really uh, hits home here in America because we've right. gone so we've come so far with our race relations in America right. um, and it works. And, it, you know, it gets people wound up and and uh, emotional and uh, it creates this us versus them uh, environment where I would say the Democratic Party takes advantage of it. Right, and it's 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 not true. That's the problem with critical race theory is that it's not based in facts. Right. Now, I'm I'm the first person to say, hey, let's let's learn history, let's let's teach history, accurate history. Mm-hmm. Um, but accurate history is not it's critical race theory, and it doesn't belong in our schools, uh, nor does it belong in our military. And it's actually in our military now, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, that's what we need, right? We definitely yeah. need <laughs> we need woke that's soldiers. On federal level. Yeah, going <laughs> yeah. into. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, now we've got this Russia, this is a real threat. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's live happening now. Right now. You know, hopefully there's not an American that sets foot in war because of this. Yeah. But this is a real threat now. And mm-hmm. so I've got one of my best friends. He's a 28-year paratrooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's last year put in his papers, so he's supposed to be out in September. Mm-hmm. And it started with this critical race theory things. He, he you know, he leads troops and... Trying to teach this, and everybody gets a second chance, and and then they added where, well, if they say that they're transitioning, now it starts over on a punishment level, on far as getting removed from the military. So he eventually just washes hands of it, put in his papers, mm-hmm. and he's getting out. But but that's something that's really scary, and that's that's full federal. That's definitely yeah. where you'll be, mm-hmm. and plays right in your wheelhouse as an Air Force Academy graduate.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's so unfortunate. Uh, it uh, we we are seeing that happen quite a bit in our military. Uh, people are choosing to leave our military because of of uh, this divisiveness uh, and allowing this this rhetoric and this belief to, to infiltrate our military. It's being taught at my university, my school, excuse me, the Air Force Academy. And you know, the military is about unit cohesion and good, order and good order and discipline. Unit cohesion and good order and discipline. Not about racial division, not about um, us versus them, not about uh, social justice warring, but Military warring. Right. war fighters, And that's one of the first pieces of legislation I would push um, as a U.S. Senator is to uh, ban any sort of teaching of critical race theory in our military or our military academies. It's, it's something that I can do in this role as a U.S. Senator. And I think it's critical because if you don't have a strong military with strong borders, you don't have a strong country. Right. And we're seeing that, unfortunately play out globally where we were projecting weakness across the world stage uh, in, in Afghanistan. And you see, when you project weakness on a world stage, bad actors take advantage of that weakness, right. as we've seen with uh,
0: yeah. with Putin. Absolutely. Are, are, are you implying that Joe Biden doesn't come across <laughs> as, as immensely strong and confident?
1: Never. <laughs> well, I mean, I,
2: I, th- I think it's sad because it, it creates a real threat in this world. It I mean, does. We, we have instability amongst countries And, you know, right now we have China watching to see what happens, how this is going to play out. And no one knows how this is going to play out. Right. I mean, only today uh, President Biden said that we're going to stop buying our oil from Russia just today. Right. Enough pressure finally built up. This is almost two weeks into this conflict. Right. I mean, I think that's a shame. I think it's poor leadership. I think it's a little too late, uh, too little too late. And we need better leadership in our U.S. Senate uh, to put pressure on uh, the Biden administration. You don't hear... Raphael Warnock making us peep about what's happening. And it's his right. job. You know, he's in the legislative branch. He's not in the, in the executive branch. So he right. can he could represent the state of Georgia and
0: in our interest and the people of America if he wanted to. But he's too worried trying to be the woke pastor. Correct. He's exactly. too worried trying to be the first pro-choice mm-hmm. pastor that doesn't make sense to me <laughs> in the slightest. So how, do, I mean... So <laughs> don't even get a starter. I know. Don't <laughs> you know, get a start I on know. that because I, I don't know, know how you can be a pastor and be pro-choice. I don't. It, <laughs> I,
2: it, I, no it boggles sin. the mind. And, I, you yeah, know, it's it's, it's it's personal to me. Uh, I, my mom was 15 when she had me. I clearly was unplanned. It was it was it was out of order. We know mm-hmm. that it was out of order, but we also know that God knew us in the womb. Right. And and what I'm thankful for is that my parents understood that, and uh, you know, they allowed me to come into this world, uh, mm-hmm. even though it was uh, way before I should have, uh, <laughs> according to them. Right but but God knew men and, women and 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 they did marry and tried to do the right thing. So uh I do thank my parents for that, but unfortunately the wheels fell off the wagon when I was about 11 years old. Right, um, you know, it was drug usage and domestic violence in my home from my father and he ended up leaving. And so it was just you know, my mom and Uh, two kids and she ended up working extra hours and eventually hurt her back and she couldn't work so it was tough and my grandmother stepped into the into the role Uh, i say thank god for grandmothers Mm -hmm. and she stepped up and she helped helped the kids up in atlanta Uh, she lives in macon she sent us money and sent us food and i was able to finish high school with honors and i got an appointment to the air force academy and my life changed after that so yeah of course this is personal to
0: me when we talk about um life and being pro-life right when you said it exactly right god knows us in the womb in the womb, He made us. Correct. Mm-hmm. He knew every hair on our head, every decision mm-hmm. we'd make. He knew it then, right. and that's—I I, agree—it's where it gets. That's the, the reason for fighting for it. Yeah, you know, it's not—it's not it's one not to put anyone in a bad position. Mm-hmm. It's about understanding every child conceived was conceived on purpose. Yep, it may not have been on purpose by the person who conceived them. Mm-hmm. Correct, but it was on God's purpose. Correct, hundred percent agree. Uh, so I wanted to talk also about your, your organization. I think Janelle, this is mm-hmm. kind of your strong suit, <laughs> the, the, the speak Georgia mm-hmm. and, and yeah. Tell me a little about that and what y'all do. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so Speak Georgia came from uh, just having kitchen table talks. You know, we, were, we, we would have these dis- discussions, and it's so funny because we really do talk about politics pretty, pretty much all the time. Um, I, I, I'm happy that we, that does not destroy our marriage. It yeah. actually brings us closer together. But we would have all these topics, and when, when certain subjects would come up, you know, thank God that we were able to have people that we can go to, right? So we can make phone calls and we can ask questions and say, you know, like, what is this or what's really happening, right? We saw this in the news, but I'm not sure if that's quite right. Mm -hmm. And so... So Kelvin and I was just like, how can we bring this to the masses? And it, it started around the whole criminal justice reform conversation, because we we are still very much so connected to the black community, and which a lot of those people are um, Democrats in that community that we are connected to as, as it relates to just talking about these different topics. And so um, a lot of our, our black Democrats would tell us that, no, this is not what it is, or this is what it really means, or that's not what President Trump was doing with the First Step Act. <laughs> and then we were like, no, you know what, how do we get truth to them right so we decided to create speak Georgia which is a non-profit 501c3 where we basically um, talk about issues so we don't do anything political but we do talk about issues and so our first one was around criminal justice reform, mm-hmm. um, where we brought in um, Jerron Smith, who was the um, one of the co-authors of the First Step Act. Okay. And the way we set it up, where is is that you know they sit in the seat, we give them one question, and all the other questions come from the audience. We do not know what they're gonna be, so we tell everyone it's the hot seat. Be prepared. Be prepared. Yeah. And um and and at that first event, I would say probably about sixty percent of the people there were Democrats, mm-hmm. and you know so that that allowed. Us to be able to create a safe environment where we weren't, you know, being politically driven, mm-hmm. but it allowed them to get accurate information. And then from there, we had a series of different um, just events and just conversations. And it was all about getting accurate information to people. Right.
0: And that's what I hate so much with criminal justice reform specifically. It's turned so celebrity driven and Hollywood driven, and they're yeah. just telling the wrong end of the story. Mm-hmm. Yep. There's no facts, there's no basis, and it's mm-hmm. just to incite, yeah. just to get clicks, just mm. to get followers. Yeah. When in reality, there's good things that are being done and can Absolutely. be done yeah. and need to be done.
1: Absolutely. But they're
0: not being discussed. Yeah. Um. That's one of the things that that I got involved in a little early in a conversation. Uh. Mm. My wife and I, we were at some friend's house and we were talking about criminal justice reform. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, you know, Trump's done a big criminal justice reform yeah. bill. Yeah. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, no, he hasn't. I was like, like, Yeah, no, he really has. has. He did. I was like, She's like, Well, I haven't seen it. I'm like, What? And at that point I didn't know enough about it. I was like, I don't Mm -hmm. I don't know what to say. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you have not seen it? This was a huge deal. Mm -hmm. But you realize that there's just whole end of community that just doesn't hear
1: truth. They don't Mm -hmm.
0: hear because it's not if it's not coming from a celebrity. To them mm-hmm. it's not truth, and unfortunately yeah. celebrities don't always tell the truth. Yeah. Right. Kind of professional liars mm-hmm. and true. that yeah. true. Well uh,
1: I think what was most important about what happened during this time with criminal justice reform that we got results, right? So a lot of times with celebrities, they talk about all the things that need to be done or what's going on, what's wrong, but there's never solutions and especially there's never results, right? right. And so this time we saw results. People were actually being released from prison. Mm-hmm. And that's what the goal was, right? And that's where we what what we should have looked at and what we should have praised and been excited about. Obviously, there's so much more needs to be done, but we're starting to see it kind of go backwards with the whole defund the police and mm-hmm. with the, the you know certain judges letting and people out and bail appro- reform. Not
2: approving Tim Scott's uh, plan that, that he pushed forward.
1: Absolutely. Because it
2: came from a Republican.
1: Right. Right.
0: Yeah, it can't be a good bill if it comes mm-hmm. from a Republican. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's well thought out, and it's through yeah. experience, and it's a very researched bill yes. that he had gone... But you're right, and it's mm-hmm. you know, this is the swamp you're signing up for. <laughs> this is this is tough stuff. Huh. Uh, so I want to talk. Last thing we'll go over. Just tell us what what got you in. What makes you different? What separates really the two of you? Because y'all are y'all are in this together. As, yes, we are. For for better or for worse, <laughs> y'all are in it together. I, I'm, I'm sure. signed up for it. And we're good with it. I'm sure. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we've touched on uh, one of the major strengths of our campaign, and that is we're able to do something and things that a you know, traditional Republican wouldn't be able to do. Mm-hmm. We, can, we, we can cut through some of the lies and, and, and the, uh, the misinformation that's being spewed from the Democratic side. You know, we can speak directly to the people, um, be it the minority community or be it the people in general. And we speak with authenticity and, and, and we speak with, 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 with credibility. Uh, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth. I had to struggle and fight, and, and because of the opportunities that are presented to me in America, I was able to a- achieve my American dream. And I wanna make sure that that's available for future generations. That's, that's the theme of my campaign. And the unique position that we're in, we can show that you know we're not just talking to talk, we're walking the walk. Right. And we can speak to where we bring in new voters, we can expand the tent. Uh, if you are keeping up with this race, This is not going to be an easy race to win. Any old Republican is not going to be able to beat Raphael Warnock. I agree. Because the Republican Party, first of all, has to be galvanized. Mm -hmm. And even if the Republican Party is galvanized, it's not enough votes to to win. We've got to win the middle also, the independents. And we have to get a few Democratic votes to come over on our side, too. And I think they're ready to. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Well, with the right candidate. Mm -hmm. I agree. Right? Mm -hmm. And with the right message. Mm-hmm. And, and, and what we bring to the seat is the right candidate with the right message. We can, we can uh, disarm the typical attacks that we know we're going to get from Raphael Warnock. We can talk about the things that, you know, different communities, really all Americans want. And that is to be able to make a living for them, themselves and their families, to be able to educate their kids properly and to be safe. And I can deliver that with a Republican package around it because I can talk about my experiences. I can talk about how we want to make sure that, we create freedom and opportunity in American exceptionalism, which is going to galvanize our party, which we can also sell to the to the other side. Right. I can talk about making sure that we want to create a strong economy by reducing taxes and implementing America First principles and making sure that regulation is pushed back. I can talk about improving our national defense and our national security by making sure that we have strong border security, making sure that we support our military members like we right. me talked talking about when we first started this conversation and supporting our veterans uh, because I am a veteran too. Right. You know, I'm, a, I'm also a businessman. I'm a general contractor here. I created my company from scratch. I can talk about how the, their, their constitutional rights are under attack right now, like our First Amendment, which we've been censored by big tech. I've been censored by big tech, and my wife has. So we're not just telling you what the talking points are. We're telling you what we've experienced. I, I submitted a bid to build a border wall. So I'm not just one of these candidates that's talking about build a wall. No, I tried to build it. You know what it takes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'm not one of these candidates that's talking about let's get rid of the EPA because of whatever talking point. Well, I fought the EPA right. in my business and won. And I know how destructive and dangerous strong government can be with small business and, and businesses and creating a, a fertile business environment. So I'm 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 a unique candidate from a lot of different perspectives, but I'm the most authentic candidate in this race. And frankly, I'm the only candidate that's prepared right now to defeat Raphael Warnock because I'm practicing. Right. Mm-hmm. We've hit three hundred this is our three hundredth public appearance. To Look at the, tonight, here tonight. at Forsyth County. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to say, sharing that with the group. Yeah. No, no other candidate is close to us in terms of outreach and being accessible. We've coordinated every county in the state of Georgia. We've campaigned in every county in the state of Georgia. This is what we're bringing to this ticket. And I, that's why we're winning the room. That's why people are supporting mm-hmm. our candidacy.
0: Mm-hmm. And I love that you understand there's communities out there that Republicans have ignored. Yeah. That we've got to reach out to because they're ready to hear the message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're ready to be included. They're ready to come under the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. And I, I truly believe the Republican, Republican Party is the Big Ten. I, I, and I, I think too. there's room for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think it just takes brave people to get out there and share the message. Yes, sir. You know, it's kind of like witnessing. It's tough the first couple of times. <laughs> it's, you never know oh, yeah, You get going. some arrows, boy. You get some arrows <laughs> hurled at you. You get some, some arrows. Darts. <laughs> it's, it's tough. Well,
1: I, I think sometimes, too, you know, I do know that there have been a lot of effort from the Republican Party to attempt to reach out to a lot of communities, and I do know that there is a lot of pushback, right? Mm-hmm. And something that Kelvin and I always talk about is that we have to be mindful of the gatekeepers, that there are gatekeepers to certain communities, Yes. and these are individuals who have a lot of influence, who basically says, oh, no, give me your message, and I'll disseminate it to the group masses and then it's typically twisted and changed and manipulated Mm -hmm. so we go around the gatekeepers right we don't we we just push them to the side and we go straight to the people and i think that's right on the door exactly and i know we were in one county and we told them. we said you know what the county is uh, now predominantly black, and um, and, and it's a, d- a Democrat county, but the Republican Party there, they were just saying that, you know, we how do we go in? How do we change this? How do we make people feel safe? Because mm-hmm. to be honest, you're not going to see a lot of minorities come to GOP meetings, <laughs> because if they're seen in a picture at a GOP meeting, the backlash they may get from their family to them is just not worth it. But right. that doesn't mean they won't vote Republican. Right. And so sometimes it's going and knocking on those doors, but let us come with you right. and Mm-hmm. And say, hey, you know what? This is such and such individual. They're a part of the GOP here. We're going to leave and go back to another county. But these are people you can reach out to. And that's how you bridge that gap. Yep. And that's what we are going to continue to do.
0: When I think your message is resonating. Specifically, because you two are just so genuine. I've gotten to speak with you you. a couple times now. I know you've met lots and lots of people. So I appreciate you remembering something I said earlier. Uh, But you're very approachable. Mm -hmm. And that's Mm -hmm. at the Senate level, that's hard to find. That's hard to find someone who's running for that big of an office Mm -hmm. that when you give your speeches, and you walk off stage. You're the same person. Mm. You're the same person yeah. off off mic so as you are on that mic. Way. And it's <laughs> I, but it's so. I don't so, know how to be anything else. I know. And it's but it's, but, it's, but it, I mean you know this. It's so rare. Yeah. It's so rare to to see someone speak and then yeah. talk to them off mic and it's the exact same. Absolutely. And I think you guys are doing a great thing. So yeah. tell everyone where they can find you, how they can support you.
2: Mm-hmm. Sure, Ed. Thanks. Uh, go to kelvinking.com, K-E-L-V-I-N-K-I-N-G.com. com. That's our website, and you can uh, access all of our social media platforms. Uh, look us up. Look look at some cool videos that we have put out too. <laughs> I think I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, please support us if you choose to. You can you can contribute online as well. Uh, we have about eighty two days between now and May twenty fourth. So uh, uh, look into our campaign. Support us if you choose to. Uh, But regardless, we're going to fight hard to represent
0: you with honor and dignity. All right. American Dream's not dead. Sitting right next to me. (laughs) Thanks, guys.